Hello, I'm Aaron Lohr, and this is the Endocrine News Podcast. Today, we're talking about how a closed-loop glucagon pump can reduce hypoglycemia after weight loss surgery. And joining us on the podcast today is Dr. Christopher Mulla of the Joslin Diabetes Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Thank you for joining us today. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about the connection between post-bariatric surgery and hypoglycemia and why this is an area of concern? So, as you're probably aware, obesity is a rising epidemic across the world, and one of the most effective treatment strategies has been bariatric surgery. One of the increasingly recognized complications of bariatric surgery is post-bariatric hypoglycemia. And we don't have exact epidemiologic data yet, but from what we've seen in various studies, the incidence of this condition called post-bariatric hypoglycemia ranges anywhere between up to 10% of asymptomatic patients down to 0.1% of patients who need to be hospitalized for severe hypoglycemia. And so this is a condition which has a significant enough prevalence, but what is even more important about it is that it's very challenging to treat. And the usual therapies that we use for diabetes are incompletely effective. So let's talk a little bit about those other treatment options that are currently available. So what are they and why are they not as effective as we hope that they would be? Great question. So first step in therapy for post-bariatric hypoglycemia is modifying the diet. We call that medical nutrition therapy. We know that high glycemic index carbohydrates are the most potent trigger for hypoglycemia. So in many patients, if they are able to modify their diet by including lower GI carbohydrates and complementing carbohydrates with protein and fat, they're able to reduce the frequency and severity of their hypoglycemic events. However, that doesn't work in all patients. Some patients will continue to have hypoglycemic events after meals and sometimes in between meals. And so other therapies are employed. The first therapy, pharmacotherapy, is acarbose, which is a medicine which inhibits absorption of glucose in the gut or sugars in the gut. And this will delay the rise in sugar after a meal and may reduce um, insulin and incretins that's been shown in clinical studies. When acarbose is ineffective or if it's not tolerated because it has significant side effects of GI distress, other medications can be utilized. Um, diazoxide and octreotide are medicines which also reduce directly insulin and incretin secretion, but they also have side effects and contraindications. Other medications have been tried, such as GLP-1 agonists mm -hmm. and calcium channel blockers, um, but they haven't been well studied, and they're also not well tolerated or maybe contraindicated in certain patients. If pharmacotherapy is exhausted, surgery could be pursued. So um, patients can have a tube placed in the revenant stomach to deliver food, and that could be constant infusion of food. And that would give um, the team 
taking care of the patient information as to whether feeding the gut in the natural flow could reverse and reduce the hypoglycemia. And if that's successful, you know, the patient may be a candidate for uh, reversal of their ruin Y. Mm. All patients are are eager to undergo more surgical procedures and certainly not reversal of their gastric bypass. But sometimes it's necessary due to the severity and frequency of their hypoglycemic events. So if all of those options have been exhausted, patients may continue to have hypoglycemic episodes that are difficult to predict and very difficult to treat. So you and your colleagues have a a novel approach to this problem. So tell us a little bit about the closed-loop glucagon pump and what your study found. Well, glucagon has long been known as being an effective strategy to treat hypoglycemia Mm -hmm. and severe episodes of hypoglycemia. But we had the thought that perhaps small doses of glucagon may be useful at opportunities when the glucose is dropping, opportunities to intervene before hypoglycemia happened. And it's difficult to tell when hypoglycemia may occur because sometimes the glucose will drop and stabilize, and it's difficult for patients to check their glucose and always know. But utilizing a continuous glucose monitor and a system that can make more accurate predictions about hypoglycemia using algorithms, Mm -hmm. um, that may be a better way to guide treatment of hypoglycemia. So what we did is a randomized control, vehicle-controlled, double-blinded trial to test whether our closed-loop system, which is a CGM and a controller device with our algorithms containing either glucagon or vehicle, and compared to see what's the difference in in response to glucagon or a vehicle-controlled system. And our study found that in 5 out of 12 participants who were enrolled, um, we were able to avoid glucose levels of 55, and we avoided rescue glucose being needed. So glucose levels less than 55 with neuroglycopenia was um, also avoided in the glucagon-containing pumps, but not in the vehicle-containing pumps, and that was statistically significant. So um, we demonstrated a, a clear benefit of our controller system filled with glucagon compared to vehicle. So these are promising findings thus far. So were there any side effects that you saw in the process? We did see some temporary pain during the time of study drug and vehicle um, injection at the site of the pump. And we did see some nausea after the mixed meal tolerance test. Patients who have Roux-en-Y gastric bypass are susceptible to having GI side effects from eating certain types of food. And so many of our participants experience some nausea after consuming a mixed meal, Mm. which has a high carbohydrate load, and that caused some dumping syndrome. And this was before vehicle or glucagon was even given. And we also saw some skin-related reactions that cleared within 24 hours at the site of pump infusion. Very mild erythema and almost imperceptible edema at Mm -hmm. the study sites which were not there within 24 hours of the study being over. My understanding is this is a clinical trial, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And so how far away are we from maybe seeing the closed-loop glucagon pump helping patients in the way that we're describing here? 
there's several things which are going to be studied next coming from this study. One of the most exciting, I think, is using this closed-loop glucagon pump in other situations. So in this study, we tested the prevention of hypoglycemia after a provocative mixed meal. In the next study, we want to try exercise and see if this system can prevent exercise-induced hypoglycemia in postbariatric hypoglycemia. We also want to see if many doses of glucagon can be delivered by injection and can prevent hypoglycemia. So that's a study which will be performed on a more large scale. And we also plan to test the utilization of continuous glucose monitors themselves to help us prevent hypoglycemia. Well, congratulations on your work so far. This is fascinating. And thank thank you for taking the time on the podcast with us today. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode. As always, thank you for listening to the Endocrine News Podcast. If you'd like to hear more of these, check us out on endocrine.org slash podcast or Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying these, please let us know by leaving a review on Apple. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email at podcast at endocrine.org. Thanks again. Endocrine News Podcasts are a free service of the Endocrine Society. To learn more or to become a member, visit the Society's website at www.endocrine.org.